0: Hi friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Down. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background is from our good friend, Mr. Drew Holcomb. Make sure you grab a copy of his new album, Dragons. Today on the show, it's a happy one-year friend anniversary for me and Emily Lake today. Because we met about a year ago at Christy Wright's Business Boutique event in Nashville and immediately fell in friend love. I mean, immediately we were like, well, we're best friends. We're done. This is it. I've looked for you my whole life. I just think the world of her. She is just amazing. All of her products, all of her organization, her planners, they are all about making your life more simple. And her latest book, When Less Becomes More, comes out next week on November 12th. And I think you're gonna love it. So go ahead and pre order it today as you listen to this conversation with my favorite BFF, one of our favorite women here at That Sounds Fun. At her first ever episode, that I'm sure will not be her last, here is our friend Emily Leigh.
1: The Blue Angels are flying outside in my backyard, so I'm hoping you cannot hear them. Oh,
0: I kind of hope we can. That is <laughs> literally one of what I was thinking this morning about all the things we would get to talk about. That, can, I, can we just lead with, what is it like to live at the beach?
1: Oh my gosh. it's. Well, first of all, we don't live at the beach. We live on the bay,
0: but it oh, is spectacular. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Spectacular. <laughs> Tell me the difference. <laughs> Forgive me. I mean, bay leads to closed off water. Beach leads to ocean. Be- yes. And beach
1: means sand. Lots of sand.
0: And y'all don't have sand in your house? You just have no. a beautiful view without sand in your house?
1: Yeah, it's kind of spectacular. Yeah, I was about
0: to say, that seems magical.
1: Magical. No yeah. sand, no mess. It's great.
0: Why do y'all live there?
1: Well, we lived in Tampa for 10 years, and we always intended to move home. And, and where's Brian home? Always, Pensacola. Okay. Brian always wanted to live on the water, and um, I told him he was crazy because I went through Hurricane Ivan here yeah. back in, like, Early 2000s. And um, he found this lot and he brought me here. And I said, No way. And then he brought me back when the blues were flying. And I said,
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? You loved it that much? Yeah. 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 It's awesome. So you grew up in Florida. So this is, so the only life you know is this life of being by water all the time.
1: Yeah. All the time. Okay. The idea of being landlocked to me is like scary. Claustros- really? <laughs> yeah. I can't do it.
0: Are you afraid of natural disasters? Um,
1: Hurricane Ivan, uh, we had a tornado take our roof off <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> while we were in my parents' house. And how, yeah, and so I was about to say, luckily, how old were you? I was, were uh, college age, okay. so I was on one side of the house with my family and it took the roof off the other side. Oh, wow! So, yeah, so after that, I was like, uh, not really into the whole like places where hurricanes can get you, right? So, but it didn't make y'all move, yeah. No, I mean, we my parents, you know rebuilt, refinished the whole thing. And um, now here we are. And we kind of, we built this house like a, a forever home fortress.
0: Yeah. yeah. I just, I, what does that mean? I don't, I've never built a house like that. <laughs> what do yeah, you mean? So, what you will do to it?
1: Very fancy, like concrete walls. So we had to build uh, up. So the, ha- like you enter the house on the second floor and the bottom floor is basically like a wash through. So it's on okay. pilings, concrete pilings. Oh, wow. So, A wash too, so water
0: could go like water could go under the house, and the house will be fine for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Man, what do you know? This is going to get real deep, real quick. Em, I love it. What do you know about God that I don't know from living by water?
1: Oh my goodness! I feel like every time I wake up, it's the first thing I see is the water, and I'm just like I'm constantly reminded of like look at all I can do. Right. Mm. Like, look at what God can do. Look at this thing that he made. And I always think of that verse, I'm going to get the verse wrong, but about like, God cares, God cares for the birds and yeah. the, you know, all the things. So why do you think he doesn't care about you? And I walk outside in my backyard and I'm like, okay, God, like, look at the amazing things you're doing. You didn't forget. Yeah. You
0: know, um, that's very profound to me that you brought that scripture up because I I listened to that this morning. I listened to the chronological Bible in the morning and yeah. I listened to that verse this morning and I literally Nuh-uh. stopped and was like, you know what, Lord, that is who you are. You do yeah. just take care of it. Okay. Like yeah. if the lilies get it, the verse where he says, um, where Jesus says, if, if God cares for the flowers that get thrown away tomorrow. How much right. more does he care for you? And I was like, Right. Oh my gosh, that's right. I am and a much longer s- yeah. being than a flower. And sometimes I
1: feel like, God, did you forget? Like, I'm here, you know. Do you? You feel and that? I do. I yeah. struggle with anxiety a lot. Yeah. And I think I'm starting to recognize it and like own it a little bit more as I get older. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I get in those places where I'm like, Hey, like I my my heart's a little thirsty and I don't really know where to turn and yeah. I feel kind of You know, I hate to use the word empty because everyone says that's that's such a negative word. But like sometimes you feel like that. Yes. You know,
0: I mean, if a car doesn't get empty, you don't ever know you need gas. So, I mean, (laughs) it's totally fine to feel that. Right. Something that I'm really trying to understand in myself is what faith actually looks like. Because the older I get, the harder it seems sometimes to just blindly believe. Yeah. So when you, with your anxiety and with the pieces of you that feel empty at times, what does faith look like?
1: Oh, man. I, I think it, it goes back to that verse. It's it's believing that God didn't forget you. That God yeah. is there for you, and that God is gonna replenish you if you would only let Him. And right. for me, I. I want to be in control. Like, I'm a fixer, Mm -hmm, right? Like, you mm -hmm. show me a problem, I'm going to fix it, and we're going to move on. And I try to do that sometimes with my own worries and concerns and anxiety. And, you know, the things that I'm worried about, I want to fix them. And there's not always solutions. And Um, a lot of times I just have to be still. And that's the hardest thing for someone like me to do because I want to make a plan, fix it. And I want to put a smile on my face and move on. And it doesn't always work that way.
0: Okay. So put together for me, this is going to get mathy for you, put together for me the like be still and know that I'm God. And yet you sit and look at water that is never still.
1: Oh, this is so true. But in a way it is like it's just doing its job. It's, it's it's existing and it's doing its thing and and I feel like for me the be still part I have to quiet my hands, I have to quiet my mm-hmm. head, I have to quiet my soul and and water does that for me. It it causes me to take pause and to mm-hmm. kind of just like be there in the moment and take a breath. Yeah. And my I always talk about my grandmother. When yes. I was a little girl, she would always say Emily be still. And she, she would mean it literally like settle down, but also like, just be still. And if you would just let God, he will show up. He's there. He's always there, but you have to quiet your own hands and you have to quiet your own heart and allow him to do the work. He doesn't need you to be a fixer.
0: Mm. Man, that must be, that's a real profound thing for a businesswoman like you to bring your mind around because your whole career is around helping people organize busy lives. (laughs) right (laughs) right. I mean (laughs) you're 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 more than that but yeah you're you know so much of what you do is let me help you take your chaos and put it into right buckets
1: yes and a lot of times when I face things that can't be sorted and categorized and color coded I get really frustrated and I want to kind of shake my fists and say you know why is this half why can't this be simplified why can't I control this and you know I I found that God really sometimes wants us to be in the mess. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing for someone like me. you know yeah. I, I want to organize it into the right buckets. but sometimes God is like, I want you to sit, I want you to be in the mess and I need you to be right here in the in between and and learn things and you're not going to be comfortable and I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna keep you there um, even though you want to claw your way out, you yes. want to fix your way out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you there and there's a reason and it's important and I'm gonna refine you in those moments. And, you know, it's like hindsight, you look back at your life and some of the tough stuff and you think, okay, you know, I, I changed and I grew from that. But, um, when you're in the middle, it's hard.
0: My counselor yesterday said, you're not above the cloud. You don't have the perspective of above the clouds and you don't have the perspective of below the clouds. You are in the clouds and you just have to be okay with that. Yep. And I yeah. was like, I'm really not like, I'm, I'm trying really to force okay myself to see above this or yeah. force myself below this like Mm -hmm. to see a better view of the earth, but I, I just can't. So even, so talk to, to help me tell me about (laughs) being a woman because I'm built a lot like you and that I like everything to be in its right place. Yeah. How have you learned to appreciate being in the middle of the chaos and knowing that's what God has?
1: Oh, it's impossibly hard. A couple of years ago, I went through a really tough um, I don't even know what to call it. It was like a season of just serious anxiety. I thought everything was broken and, you know, mm. difficult. And my father-in-law, had, he was diagnosed with cancer and died 17 days later. And our oh dog my we gosh. had forever. Yeah. Our dog we had forever. We got really sick and had lymphoma. And I had just gone through this super tumultuous pregnancy that they didn't know if Brady was going to be born healthy at all. And, I mean, it was just a lot of things kind of – um got piled all, all on, you know, on my heart all at one time and the anxiety of me wanting to get us back to normal, right? right? Like let's let's take all of this stuff that we're going through or have gone through and let's just get back to normal. Um I wasn't able to do that and I God was working something in me to learn to trust him in some of the weight and all of that and you know it, it was hard. I mean I I had to I had to really like realize that stress and anxiety and the, the things that happen to our bodies physically when you go through something like that mm-hmm. it's not healthy if we don't find a place to to put all of it and i had to learn in those moments like the best place for you to be is on your knees like mm. lay
0: in it literally do you pray yeah. on your knees literally
1: yeah, yeah. and yeah. i i did i remember and i don't think i had ever done that before mm. i remember in that season it was like 2013 getting down on my knees and being just so sad and saying i I do not know where to go. I do not know where to turn and just and laying it down.
0: And how did it change you to pray on your knees?
1: Um, it was so different. I remember feeling when I did that, I remember feeling like someone is watching me. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, right? That's like, sweet. yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I remember just feeling like um, I was better able to kind of unburden my heart mm. and. And like, really, like I said, like lay all the things down. And so I think, you know, when I get into situations like that, it's happened since then where, you know, everything kind of piles up and I start to feel this despair
0: mm. and
1: I kind of go back to the same thing of like, get on the floor, like get on your knees yeah. and lay it and lay it all down.
0: Yeah. To me, that is the only way I don't kind of succumb to the chaos a little bit in my head, Yeah, not even in the world, but you know, not even on my calendar, just in my head of like, what is happening? Right. Then I go, okay maybe just on my knees for 10 seconds. It doesn't even have to be like an hour. Right. If I just change my position for a minute, it feels like feels like the Lord shows up. Yeah, no, totally. Was creating all the simplified products and kind of walking towards, this is where our friendship, I'm like, tell me how this started. But yeah. it, did all of that start out of like, I just have to be less chaotic than this?
1: Yeah. My mom, um, when I was growing up, she was a teacher and, um, she was very organized and just made everything seem kind of effortless. And I just loved it. Like I caught, caught the bug and I, you know, became the same way. And when, um, Brian and I started dealing with infertility, uh, before our first son was born, I, I, I was like, wait, hold on. If I, if I do a and B, it should equal C, you know, two mm-hmm. plus two should equal four. So like, Girl, if, listen. If, <laughs> I don't understand if we're doing if the things are happening right, if like, you know, I'm with work even, if yeah. I'm, you know, doing this, it should all equal the right thing. And yep. infertility was so frustrating. And um then it became, you know, we had this baby and he was wonderful. And I had started this company. I was doing just graphic design at the time. Okay. And I thought, I don't understand why everything feels so messy and everyone else out there, I felt like was doing life just perfectly. Mm -hmm. You know, if social media was kind of new back then, this was in 2008 and I felt like everybody out there was just doing life well. And, um, I was struggling and Mm -hmm. I was working from home and I had this baby and I had this business I was trying to, you know, control. And, um, I, remember just pacing around my house. Uh, The house we lived in in Tampa was like, it had like a circle where I could walk from Mm -hmm. room to room. Mm -hmm. And I just remember pacing and I was trying to like nurse this baby while I was on a conference call for business. (laughs) I mean, it was just, it was a mess. And I felt so out of control. And I created, you know, I finally that, that day, I remember sitting down and being like, I just need a tool. I just need something oh, to help wow. me get it together. Yeah, And um, so I, you know, I went to all the stores and tried to find something. Couldn't find anything. Didn't have like 100 boxes to check and things right. to fill out and things that made me feel more like a failure. Yes. Um, and I came home and with a Sharpie and a binder and uh, some notebook paper, I just kind of mocked up what a, my own planner would look like. And it's funny because I, you know, looking back, it's been... I don't even know how many years um, ago that we did that. That was 2011. Here I here I made this tool, right? Like this awesome tool that has impacted yeah. women all over the world. And it's incredible. But what I've learned since creating that tool is that there is a deep, deep heart piece to this.
0: Yes. I was looking for I didn't a know. fresh start. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I was looking for a fresh start, like a fix, a solution. And what I realized is along the way a tool is awesome, but a planner won't change your life. It just mm-hmm. won't. It, it can sit on the shelf. It could sit on your desk and it will look very pretty and it might help you organize your schedule. But unless you approach it with a fresh perspective and, an, and a a spirit that is willing to be renewed, then you will not experience change. It's just change. money. Right. It's just right. It's a pretty thing that you get to carry around. Yeah. And so it's, it's awesome that we have these products, but I tell every woman who buys it, don't buy it and just put it on your shelf. Mm. Don't buy it and just use it to organize your schedule. I want, I hope that what we are doing with Simplified is we are encouraging women to dig deep and look at just how overwhelming life is. We live in a world that is telling us that we have to do life with our hair on fire. Mm -hmm. And I unsubscribe. I do not. (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Um, I have lived like that for a
0: very long time. And not only does it feel feel that, Emily, I do feel that like you're supposed to be running from A to B.
1: Yeah. Like we're constantly in a hurry. We're rushing. There's noise and information and just stuff. And late last year, we were digging deep into like our, you know, what we were going to set as our intentions and our goals for this year with the company. And I was getting ready to write this book and I had no idea what the book was going to be about. Mm-hmm. Literally no idea. And yeah. I had like 30 days till my deadline. Great, great place to be. Right. Um, and I, my company and I, we were digging into why people were so drawn to the, the need to simplify life. And I just felt so suddenly burdened by this idea that there is an epidemic facing mm. women today. Yeah. I, I think it's a uniquely female epidemic too, yeah. that we are all subscribing to this idea that we have to be so busy, that we have to allow all this noise in our lives. And I just I quit everything for 30 days to write the book. Did See, you really? Ones. Yeah, all of it—meetings, phone calls, email, social media—and I realized I don't think God intended us to live such overfull lives. Hmm. I just don't, and it was life-changing for me. Really, so that's
0: when you knew you were writing "When Less Becomes More," as you were like, yeah. "Oh, I know now."
1: <laughs> yeah. So the the way it happened was I was crying to my husband, and I was like, "I cannot write a book." Right now. I yeah. just I can't. I'm so overwhelmed. I am doing a hundred. Th- we have three kids. We have twins who are four. We have an eight-year-old. This business is growing, a team of eight people. And I just wanted to breathe. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a minute to take a breath. And yeah. he and has, you had a
0: book deadline instead. Great, <laughs> right,
1: not a book deadline. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, and Brian was like, This is your story, Emily. This is you make these products and you're just dis- you're digging into this this me- meaning behind all of it because you're living it out and mm-hmm. this is your story. And I said, that's stupid. I don't want to write that book. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's not fun. Yeah. And he said, cause you're not on the other side of it. Mm. You write it while you dig in. And so that's kind of how it all came to be. Man, that was is some right.
0: wisdom. No kidding. Don't tell him he was right though. <laughs> right. Yeah. I won't. You, well, if he listens, he'll know. But other than that, I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> um, I would love for you to, ha- okay. I'm not a great planner user. We're going to yeah. talk about your book in a second, but I'm not a great planner yeah. user because I do exactly what you said, where I get real hyped about it, and yeah. then and then I don't stick with it. What am I doing wrong?
1: Um, I think a lot of times the people that I meet that are struggling with it, they're kind of they feel like they have to be all or nothing. So you either have to be like all in a, a paper planner or all into a digital system right. or something like that. Right. And I think it's just about finding a system that works for you. People are often surprised to find out I use ICal. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I use iCal and then, uh, it's because I have a team that's all remote and my husband and I share a calendar and there's no way to do that with a paper planner. Right. Right. So on Sundays I sit down and transfer everything into the paper planner and then I'm working out of that for the next week. And it gives me this opportunity to get away from technology a little bit, yep. go a little more analog yep. and have a place where from that point on I'm keeping everything, my to-do list, what's for dinner, you know, all the stuff. But you gotta find a system. You gotta find a system that works for you. You know,
0: right? How do you do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question. I think it's trial and error. Um, I think it's trying a couple different things. You know, um, it's trying out a paper planner. It's trying out a digital thing. Maybe mm. trying a hybrid system. Yeah, but um, I'm like
0: almost forty, and I still haven't found. <laughs> I mean, I've just, tried some <laughs> things, Emily. I hate to tell you. <laughs> help me, help me, because right now what I like is I yeah. like to see a paper list. Yeah, and I like using my iPhone so I can update anywhere. I can do mm-hmm. iCal, but I also like I don't want to list my like eating goals in my plan. Yeah, no. Me neither. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't, I'm not here for that. This is for work.
1: No. Yep. Totally. So the simplify planner has a spot for your schedule, your to-do list and notes and that's it. See, and people are always like, can you make a budget planner or an eating healthy planner? Or and I'm like, no, you have a notes section you can use for whatever in the world you want. Right. Um, And that's kind of how it works. So I don't know. I think it's, you just have to give it a shot. Don't be afraid to get it messy.
0: And you don't have to wait till January one to start.
1: No, and you don't have to wait till January 1st to start. You can start whenever you want and you can use it however you want. We have mm-hmm. people that, I mean, I use a weekly, I use a daily for like the day-to-day stuff, but um, I use a weekly just for meal planning because it's in- incredibly hard for me
0: mm-hmm. and I don't like cooking at all. Um, oh, that makes so me I happy. A- I love hearing other <laughs> Southern women who aren't like, I right? love cooking. I'm like, no, I don't. I just, am, I, I can do it. I was born right. into a home where a mother taught me how to do it.
1: Me I just too. don't love it. I just don't, I don't like it either. Yeah. And I, I've tried to fix that and I just haven't. So I'm kind of embracing it, but <laughs> I, I use the, I mean, I is it true that at some point you're like,
0: this is just me, like dear world, oh, this is me. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can.
1: That's what I tell my, my mom makes fun of me all the time. And I'm like, listen, mom, I, I have not my spiritual gift. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's Yours. And if you want to invite me over, I'm down for that. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. So yeah. if you do a, so you do a weekly to help you with meal planning, but you do it daily yeah. for your work and for your life. Right. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, I'm just going to give it a whole nother run then. That's my, I'm going to hey. go get one this week and we'll see I know how people. It goes. I right. I know <laughs> people. It's going to show I, up on your doorstep. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I am happy to go to target. I mean, tell me about the first day you saw your stuff in target.
1: Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Isn't right. it? Right. Yes. I mean, it's, literally crazy to create something in your guest bedroom and then see it, you know, one day on a Target shelf. Yeah.
0: Was that the store that blew your mind the most?
1: Yes. Okay. Although, yes, it is. But every time someone asks me that, I think, well, my mom was really excited to see my book in Cracker Barrel.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but- I will die the day my book's getting Cracker Barrel. That <laughs> right? seems awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but Target was cool too. You know, it's it's crazy. We When we started Simplified, you know, we sold it just online and, uh, that's, you know, we have a signature collection that's just online. And then we have this collaboration with At a Glance. It's in big stores. But we also had a wholesale program at one point, and we were in 800 stores around the world, Mm-mm. which is nuts. But I was that on 45 nuts. airplanes the year that I had infant twins. Oh, and uh, so we quit. We quit that whole wholesale program and um, found a better way to bring the simplified brand into more women's hands. And now we're in Walmart. Cool
0: are you that? really yeah Let's this is go. new that's amazing right?
1: yeah and it's like i don't have to fly on 45 airplanes so right. <laughs> it is very cool we've made some big trajectory changes with our company last few years but it's allowed me to be you know live the life that i want to live which does not involve a lot of air travel
0: All right, Fred, just interrupting this conversation with Emily to tell you about our sponsors who are making today's show possible. First of all, we'd like to thank Liquid IV. Now listen, we've got this stuff in the office and we are loving it. Liquid IV is the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. I know we are all trying to drink more water and Liquid IV hydrates you two to three times faster and more efficiently than water alone with the added bonus of vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. And I love this, that they have a give back mission where Liquid IV has donated 1.5 million sticks to date to places like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, and most recently Nepal. With each purchase you make, Liquid IV donates a serving to someone in need around the world. I love when we get to partner with companies like this. Liquid IV also helps prevent jet lag and headaches when traveling, which you know is a huge deal to me. It's TSA-friendly because they have them in these little on-the-go travel packets. The powder fits in your purse, in your backpack, wherever in your carry-on you need it. And it helps to keep your skin hydrated while flying and can be used before, during, or after flights which i think matters so much and believe it or not a lot of us end up more dehydrated in winter because the cold weather tends to make us likely to miss the signs of dehydration and less likely to keep refilling our water balls. so liquid iv has this easy healthy fix for winter hydration it's one stick of powder in 16 ounces of water again provides two to three times the hydration of water alone here's what i love all liquid iv products utilize cellular transport technology CTT, I know you know, a specific ratio of glucose, pure cane sugar and sodium, which is mine, salt and potassium and when mixed with 16 ounces of water, it helps your body absorb more of the water and nutrients you drink directly into your bloodstream, which I love these are non-GMO, vegan and free of gluten, dairy and soy they are very clean ingredients and that really matters to me And they can provide the same hydration as drinking two to three bottles of water. We love having these in the office. We have a couple of different flavors and are really enjoying having them available to us. I love Liquid IV and I know you will too. So, right now, my friends get 25% off. You guys, they're so generous at liquidiv.com when you use my code That Sounds Fun at checkout. Again, that's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. So, go to liquidiv.com and enter my promo code That Sounds Fun to get your savings and start getting better hydration. That's liquidiv.com promo code That Sounds Fun. Don't wait. Start properly hydrating today. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Flamingo. Y'all are going to love this, but one of my best friends in Scotland, a dude, texted me a couple of days ago after he was finished listening to an episode and he said, I think you need to bring me some Flamingo razors. And I told him they are my favorites and I get it because Flamingo makes body care for women with hair and it is a great razor with shave gel, body lotion, the works. Flamingo was started by a group of women at Harry's, a men's shaving brand, who realized that they were only using men's razors because there wasn't an option that felt right for them. I think it's so important to find products like this that you trust, and it feels like there are new body care products launching every day. And because we have so many choices, our best bet is to look for products that have been vetted by experts like doctors and beauty editors and your favorite podcast host, you get it. And making sure products are tested and thoughtful and trustworthy is important to Flamingo too. Hair removal can be such a chore and that's okay, but the Flamingo Shave Set is anything but routine. It's a $22 value, but you guys get it for $16 with free shipping. I absolutely love my Flamingo Shave Set. I actually have two, so I keep one at home and then I have one in my travel bag for whenever I am out on the road or out on trips. And I think they are, my friend in Scotland's right, they're the very best I've ever known. So think about it. You probably spend more than $16 on razors and blades already with the Flamingo Shave Set. You can upgrade for less on the same as you're paying now, including the parts you skimp on like shave gel and exfoliating lotion. They even sent you a shower holder, which I love. Flamingo Shave Set features their award-winning products for just $16 and it ships free directly to your door. If I were you, I'd try the Flamingo Shave Set. It's a $22 value for just $16 with free shipping today. When you visit shopflamingo.com slash Annie, A-N-N-I-E. That's my name. That's right. Visit shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And now back to the show. Did you dream of being a businesswoman when you were younger?
1: I did. I used to um, put on plays for my family and make them buy tickets.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I
1: made bookmarks and I made them buy them.
0: Oh, That's that true. is the best. Yeah. <laughs> so you were always a businesswoman. This was always in you.
1: I think it was always in me, but my uh, my mom was a teacher, and I kind of always thought I would go in, into that. Yeah. And when I got into college, I majored in education for a hot minute until I realized that was also not my spiritual gift. And um, I ended up going into nonprofit work. So I, okay. um, I worked in the nonprofit world for a while, and then... Decided that I wanted to try my hand at my own thing, and the rest is history.
0: And so it's n- now the simplified with at a glance are just, I mean, they're literally everywhere. You can get them anywhere.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. But- Office Depot, Staples, Walmart, Target.
0: That is just, I mean, just go back and tell yourself 10 years ago when you're, <laughs> right? you know married and dealing with infertility and figuring all this out. And, I mean, won't he do it? Won't he do, right? it? <laughs> he do it? exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was saying to someone the other day, like, if I look back and if God had answered the prayers I was asking him to answer, how different my life would be right now.
1: Oh, a sister, I got unengaged once. Did you know
0: that? <gasps> no, I didn't know that.
1: I did. Yeah. Like, if God had answered prayers, my life would look I well, I wouldn't be doing this. It would look a whole lot different. Really? Yeah.
0: You think it yeah. would just have totally? It this wouldn't have come out the way it did now if you'd have no. made those. Yeah.
1: Brian Lay was very much like my encourager on mm-hmm. this whole entrepreneur. He's he's even more entrepreneurial than I am. He's a risk taker, always has been, and he he. I mean, he just pushed me. Does from he day work one. for the company as well? No, he moonlights as our CFO. Is okay. what I always say. But no, he actually owns his own company. So he oh owns. Gosh um a company call, he co-owns a company called arco and they make boat parts so this is new this is new for him wow uh, he's yeah he used to be in sales and worked in commercial insurance but when we moved to pensacola he founded us his opportunity to
0: do his own thing okay that's i mean yeah okay so what is it like in a house <laughs> with two <laughs> business owners
1: um, he works outside the house, so it's great, uh-huh. but it's, it's also really cool because we, d- we love to like talk about it and he's actually at a trade show right now, which I used to do so I can kind of help him and he helps me and yeah, it's great.
0: Something I don't know that I've ever asked anybody about, cause I don't know that we've talked about this with other entrepreneurs is what's it like with money? I mean, do y'all, yeah. do y'all, I mean, I would imagine with two business owners, Bringing yeah. in two incomes, yep, you have to have like money conversations a lot.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And you know it's funny when we got married. Brian's he's like Mr. Finance man. I mean, he was studying to be a stockbroker when I met him. When we got married, he said, "Do you want to be CEO or secretary?" And I said, "CEO? What yeah. you talking about?" Yeah. And he said, "No, I mean like with the with the the bills and stuff that come in the mail. Do you want to be the secretary and like manage the bills that come in the mail, or do you want to be CEO and manage?" the 401ks and the life insurance and that kind of stuff. And I said, well, I think the day-to-day I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I, at the time I wasn't working from home, but now it makes more sense. And right. um, I'll just manage that kind of stuff. And then we're both involved in the long-term planning, but it's, that is his gift for sure. And so he kind of leads us in that.
0: That's awesome. I um, yeah. think about that a lot with my career of, mm-hmm. at this point, you know, if I would have gotten married when I was like 19, we would have learned how to manage our money together. Yeah. But because I'll get married after i have on my second career and have managed my own yeah. money for a while, I think about how to have these conversations. Right. Totally. So what's the trick to you of two people of faith being married and handling money well together?
1: I think it's just about keeping an open conversation always um, about you know, taking the temperature of finances and where we are and what our long-term goals are. Um, we just, we built this house recently and we knew it was our forever home. So we really invested in it. And now the goal, I mean, we're big Dave Ramsey fans. Oh, so, me too. Yeah, we did. When we got married, we did Dave Ramsey together and it was
0: hard. <laughs> did you, you did like, um, you got out of debt together?
1: We did. Yeah. I had student loans from grad school and we paid down our mortgage. I mean, it was, it was awesome. And then, you know, now obviously we have this mortgage and our goal is to just pay it down, 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 Mm -hmm. down as quickly as we Mm -hmm. can. And so, yeah, I think we just have to always keep an open conversation and there's nothing hidden between us Mm -hmm. as far as finances go. We share everything, share accounts and all that. And he is always on top of where we are, where we stand and that kind of thing too. So I kind of let him take the lead.
0: Yeah. A friend of mine said to me one time talking about marriage and finances, she said secrets anywhere lead to secrets everywhere.
1: I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I know a lot of people have their own opinions on like shared accounts or separate accounts and that kind of thing. And I just from day one, we were like, we don't, want to keep anything hidden or separate or secret or whatever you know um and so we share all of our accounts
0: and I'm glad we both love Dave Ramsey because that's how we became friends
1: I know it is right Thanks to Christy
0: Wright's business boutique (laughs) last year that event is so great isn't it
1: it is it's so great I remember seeing you in the green room and I was like we're gonna be best friends we knew it no kidding both of us were both like
0: well obviously this is a real thing that has to happen (laughs) we knew it a year ago happy one year for anniversary by the way happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we no put, joke. You
0: literally were like, I have a book coming out in November of 19. I was like, tell me right. the date. Let's put it on the podcast calendar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which was exactly like a year away. It was literally
0: a year away. <laughs> tell me what, it, what you learned and what you experienced at Business Boutique about being with that many women entrepreneurs.
1: Oh man, it was like fire. It was uh-huh. so cool. I just remember thinking like, how awesome is it? 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you didn't see that many women gathering together to say, we are going to start ministries. We are going to start companies. We are going to go out on our own. I mean, it. I, I thought it was fantastic.
0: I and absolutely I, I love it. To
1: watch it grow is really, really cool because I, I have seen so many women come through that and say, I can do it. Like yeah. I can do it. And I have a community behind me
0: to yes. help me do it, which is yes. so key. Because I've hosted the event every year, except this year, I'll be back next year. But because yeah. I've hosted the event, a lot of the women, they'll send me like, here's the thing I made. Here's the company oh. I started after Business Boutique, or I wanted you to see our my Instagram account after Business Boutique. I just love it. And I love I, it probably same true for you, but it, being there and listening to the other speakers has shaped my business so much.
1: Oh, so much. Especially because everyone is kind of in different realms, mm-hmm. different industries. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool to share. You know, we all deal with social media. We all deal with marketing. We all deal with, you know, discovering the heart of what we're doing. And so it's cool to hear, you know, that kind of conversation.
0: Um, this is a sidebar question that I've been dying to ask you in real life, but i would made myself save it for the podcast. Yeah, uh, you You did this at Business Boutique. You do this all the time online. You have perfectly tailored and colored clothes do you pick those out yourself <laughs> or do you have a person do you have a person that finds like no. primary <laughs> colored clothes for you
1: no so we have this happy stripe that's part of the simplified like brand and oh it's that's just called the- a happy stripe it's a happy stripe. Oh, oh yeah I yeah girl we've trademarks so and everything yeah you know, it's it's like the navy and the teal and the turquoise and green yellow pink fuchsia so it's all these colors and whenever I find some piece of clothing out in the world that fits that I get it but it's also a joke that I own nothing black yeah like I I bet you don't I have a lot of (laughs) navy um but so, like, if I have to go to a funeral, maybe. Oh my gosh, you're aware. like, I'll be
0: dark, but I cannot I'll be black. Be dark, but I can't go black. <laughs> yeah, I do not have black clothing. So, <laughs> right. I have just no. wondered if you had some sort of stylist, or if there was a like a <laughs> no. person. No, it's just you, just always looking for the happy stripe colors.
1: Always, like, if you see a good
0: yellow dress out there, you got to buy it because those those are few and far between. Right. I mean, that's yeah. probably one of the reasons you're connected so closely with Draper James.
1: Oh, completely. I'm wearing Draper James right now. Yes,
0: because (laughs) Reese Witherspoon's (laughs) clothes, all of her store is in your palette. It totally is. Yeah. I I absolutely love it. Okay. So is that why all your events that are coming up this month are at Draper James stores? Yay. Yes. How fun is that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So what did you do? Tell me how that worked. Did you just call and go like, (laughs) hey, Draper James in Texas, Georgia, (laughs) Tennessee, Kentucky, we want to have a party in your store.
1: So, kind of, sort of, not really. I mean, I, I love Draper James, and I, I wear their clothes, you know, in photos and whatnot. And so, I've kind of like, tagged them in some things, and then I, you know, I kind of, I don't know, I kind of, I sent them some photos one time. And they ended up sharing them, and then um, we had a couple connections there. My publisher had one, and then a friend of mine who works in PR had one. And so, I don't remember who it was that actually did call and reach out and say hey, we have this, you know, author, this friend, and um, they were all about it. So
0: here we are. I just love it. Okay, so tell me what the events are going to look like, because there's two different sets. I get to be at the one at Barnes and Noble here in Nashville on yes. November 14th. But what are you yeah. going to do? What, what are the two events going to be? There's Draper James events, and then there's Barnes and Noble events.
1: Okay. So the two events, um, yes, they're totally different. So the Draper James events are going to be just like in and out, give hugs, you know, sign books. And they're going to let me um, show some of my favorite simple pieces that they have. Yeah, And then we'll have some treats and things like that. And then the Barnes and Noble events are going to be more of a sit down. We're going to have a host in each city. Thank you so much for hosting Nashville. Oh,
0: I cannot wait. I am so so excited. excited.
1: And it's going to be more intimate. So there's only 100 seats in each city um, at the Barnes & Noble events. And so it'll be me and a host and we'll just kind of do some Q&A and back and forth. And we're going to talk about when less becomes more. So this Mm -hmm. whole idea of you know, unsubscribing from all of the overwhelm and the rush and what, you know, the modern world is telling us we have to live like. And then right after that, we'll open up the doors and do a signing too.
0: Okay, perfect. And yeah. it, I want everybody to know our other friends so far that you've announced it'll be with you. Jen Hatmaker will be with you in December <laughs> in Austin. Ke- yep. uh, Sally Clarkston, who I love, will be in Atlanta in November. Yep. And Jess Connolly in November as well in Charleston. Yes, And then me. I feel like I'm I'm running with the big dogs. That's really, really fun. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited about it. And I'm just thrilled to talk about when less becomes more in that setting. But I love getting to talk about it here, too, because it feels to me like, I don't know if y'all were, I imagine you were this strategic because you're smart, but going into the holiday season, I need you to tell me less is more. Like, I need you to tell me not to fill my count. And even when I think past Christmas, when I think, I am the worst, and this is an Enneagram 7 problem of going, in 2020, I'm going to and have a list of 19 things.
1: Right. And mm-hmm. then I disappoint
0: myself next to immediately, you know? Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> January so, 2nd. Yeah, really. Yeah. And so when less is more, will you just talk about, like, it's how that needs to shape my life, <laughs> that sentence <laughs> and that idea and what you wrote about in this book?
1: Yeah. You know, kind of like I said, I, I was – uh, early this year, 2019, I was coming off the heels of the holidays where I had overloaded our family. I had, we had gone to so many events, and I felt like I had to do all the kid things, you know, for the holidays. And everyone was just really tired and burned yeah, out. And yeah. we'd also come off the heels of a really busy work season with planners, obviously. January first is kind of big. Oh, and sure. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit. And I decided I just wanted to see if there was a way for us to live at a slower pace. Mm. And so I took a look around and took some inventory of where we were and why in the world life felt so unsimplified, so complicated. And I found that it was happening in a lot of different areas of my life. And so the the book is kind of separated into 10 chapters talking about 10 different areas where we have allowed life to just become overgrown. Yeah, And that's a good word for it. Yeah. I I mean, what I learned that I had to do was pump the brakes and unbecome a little Mm. bit, untangle, unwind as modern life has progressed. And all of this new technology and opportunity has come our way. I have found that we've just gone along with it and we've been reactive to social media and to noise in our life um, instead of proactive and saying like, okay, here's how I'm going to handle, here's the decision I'm going to make about this particular thing in my life and whether or not I'm going to allow it to be part of it. Mm -hmm. We forget that we have options. And I mean, I talk to so many women who say, Emily, that's great, but like I don't have any options. I'm a single mother with kids and I have to work, you know, 60 hours a week. I don't have options, but we do. If we, if we pause and we take a look at all of the things in our lives, there are so many ways that we can infuse our lives with less rush, Mm. with a slower pace, with rest, with less noise. I think it's remarkable if we just stop and look around and say like, Okay, for instance, when I was a little girl, my mom would take me to the bookmobile.
0: Oh, did you ever have a bookmobile? Yes, totally.
1: So yeah, it was a um, a really cool like RV that had been remodeled into a little traveling library for kids. And it would park in the Kmart parking lot near my mom and dad's house. And every summer, like once a week, my mom would take me to the bookmobile and we would get in, we would walk inside the thing. And I remember it smelled like old books and it had little like beanbag chair and that kind of thing. And I would go and I would, I would thumb through the books and I would pick out my favorite, you know, two or three. And I would, I would scan the pages a little bit to see like, is this, do I really want to spend some time with this book? Yeah. And then I would take it home and read it and I would hurry up and read it so we could go back and get, and get more books. But what do I do today when my kids want a book? I buy it on Amazon. Right. It comes the next day. Right. Something is being lost when we opt for the path of least resistance.
0: Oh girl, that is a sentence. Something is being yeah. lost when we opt for the path of least resistance.
1: And okay. as someone who is dedicated to simplifying life, I'm the first one to say, Well, let's just get it on Amazon. Let's just have our groceries delivered. Let's just run to the car wash instead of rushing the car in the in the front yard with the hose and the bucket and the bubbles mm-hmm. and the heat and We lose something sometimes when we opt for those things. And they're good, obviously, um, for many reasons. But sometimes they
0: perpetuate the rush
1: Mm. and they take away rather than add.
0: Wow. So you're right. How, How do we identify the things that we're letting go like that?
1: You know, for me, I mean, I still sometimes have my groceries delivered. I still you know, buy books on Amazon, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I have had to just be very intentional about making myself slow down. Mm. I mean, the other day I was on my back porch and I was, I was watering some plants and I remember I was letting the water fill up the water bucket or the watering can. And I was standing there and I was thinking, Oh my goodness, would you just hurry up? Why is it taking <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And I and I re- caught myself, because I've been just kind of lived through this, and I thought, why are you in such a hurry? Mm. What are you hurrying to? To water the next plant? To get the kids out the door? I mean, what would happen if we just slowed down? And it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard to stand there and not f- have those thoughts when sure. you're rushing through the rest of life. So it takes, it, I mean, I really just believe it takes pumping the brakes and saying, Let's define what the good life looks like, Hmm. right? A lot of times we are pushing and pushing and pushing and we're like kind of on a train Mm -hmm. and we're like, okay, we're good. The train's moving. It's working. We're going fast. We're going toward the good life, whatever it is, that the life we want to have. And we don't realize that we're headed toward a brick wall. Yeah. And we think we're doing great, but there's a brick wall up ahead. And so we have to pump the brakes and say, what? Does the good life look like, mm. and what do I want? And a lot of times, for me at least, when I do that, it, the good life looks a lot like where I am.
0: Yeah, I I think it's amazing. Something that happened when I wrote "Let's All Be Brave" is a bunch of books came out about courage at the same time. Yes, yeah, and and it seems so. So I want you to hear me saying that this is a compliment to you because it seems yeah. like God has asked you to jump right in the current of what He's trying to teach us.
1: Oh, I completely agree. Because there are
0: so many people, Jefferson Bethke, um, Rebecca Lyons, John Mark Homer, you, who all this fall have books that tell us to slow down.
1: Yeah, I noticed the same exact thing. And
0: so to me, I think that's great. I think that means the Holy Spirit's trying to tell us something. I don't think that's a problem. I think that means y'all are all hearing him about what our culture needs to hear right now. Amen. And so I love it. Tell me— and, and I love how yours is set up uh, the idea that there's 10 chapters and each of them is a thing to just like pump the brakes here on social media, on mm-hmm. your physical wellness, on parenting. Okay. Parenting. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about writing a, dedicating the book to Caroline, your daughter. And then you wrote the <sighs> a letter to her at the beginning and at the end.
1: Yeah. I, when I was asked to read the audio version of this book, I could not even get oh, through that first letter. <laughs>
0: I am sure. I look
1: at, I look at my daughter and Caroline is one of my twins and she is four and a half and she is wild. I mean, I don't even know that she knows how to be quiet. <laughs> she is just Her eyes are so wild. It's
0: beautiful. I love it so much.
1: Yes. Yes. She's, I mean, she's just wild and, and bright and happy. And I mean, in the, in the letter, in the beginning, I say she was made for jumping and dancing and spinning and dreaming. And I am 36. And I, uh, used to be that girl. My mom tells me all the time. I used to be that same girl, but I don't feel like that sometimes a lot, most of the time. Yeah. And I wonder like, when did life, you know, start to change and is there something we could do to get back to those girls that God made us to be? Mm. Because I know, and I see her sometimes, but I know that deep down in me is that same little girl that, is hopeful and joyful and, and patient and slow. Um, but right now, all I can think about is like, what's for dinner? And mm. that I have 15 things to do on my to-do list. Right. And where is the room for joy when we are so over full?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. So I was thrilled to write it to her. Um, I, obviously I believe boys face the same thing, but I do believe there is a uniquely female Um, aspect to this, that as women, we are caregivers in so many ways that we are pouring out onto everyone else, and we are running on empty. Mm -hmm. And as women, God made us to be very specific creatures. And I feel like when we run on empty all the time, the whole world is going to suffer.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. I think you're right. I mean, I think one of the best things we can do as people of faith is celebrate how God made men and celebrate how God made women. And I
1: totally agree.
0: I love the idea of thinking about um, what we would lose if men weren't men and women weren't women.
1: Yeah, and I, it just I totally agree. And it
0: feels like that's what you're saying is that we would lose this like hominess or yeah. or safety or slowness that that a woman can bring to a household or to a company or to a life.
1: You know, the word um, homekeeping is such a funny word. It's like, it's taken on this weird connotation these days of like, I, I think of Donna Reed. Are yeah, that yeah. Show? Like homekeeping is, you know, you're, you're in your skirt with your dinner and your heels and your That's hair. Right. is right. Lipstick before
0: your husband gets home from work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And it's funny because when I sit and break down the word it means the, the keeping of home, the the honor and privilege mm. to create a place of rest and respite for loved ones. And that's beautiful. Right. Like, there's, nothing, there's nothing funny about that. That's, that's beautiful. And that to me, that's like an honor. And it's one of my greatest joys is to say, what can I do in this space? No matter what your home looks like, what can I do here to make it a place where you can be renewed and you can be refueled where you can escape from the rest of what's going on outside and, and refuel.
0: And I think you know? that feels true. I mean, that is particularly true for a woman who has a husband and children or a husband and children at home. But yeah. I think that's true for single women too, right? Like I can think of yeah. a lot of my friends who, who keep a home really well that I always feel welcome in when I'm there. Yes.
1: Totally. I, I completely agree. I, I, I can remember um, going to a friend's house and walking in, and she had a bunch of little kids, and she had um, pictures all over her fridge, and she had baskets of blankets in them around her living room, and just like a little snack jar on her counter, and it just—I remember walking in and being like, "Life happens here." Yeah, and I feel very invited to go and sit on the couch and pull up a blanket and I know that there's a couple of warm something coming and yeah and that's my mom did that mm-hmm. um and I feel that way when I go to my mom's house she always has like the candle lit and th- the light's just right and and it doesn't matter this the space or the size of your home at all it's it's this opportunity we have to create warmth and yeah. I think that is so that's something I've learned a lot from my own mom and also from Sally Clarkson there's something really life-giving about that
0: uh, last weekend, I had some friends in my house. It was a married couple that was in from out of town, and I had one light bulb out. And yeah. the husband said, "Hey, can I change that for you?" And I, which I thought was so kind. And like, I love that. I love it too. The way other people's husbands uh, help care for my life is one of the biggest gifts God. I had no idea how God would provide like that. But also oh in the moment, I thought, Emily, I thought. I don't want my friends to come here and feel like they aren't taken care of here. You know. But how
1: awesome that they feel that comfortable. Totally. You know? It was this it was a totally it was a both and.
0: It was both hands where I went like, "Man, I love that he just offered that and also I need to be <laughs> making time to replace a light bulb that's been out for a month because <laughs> I want people to come into my home and feel warmed and taken care of and you know." I love that. So it was both and. So it's that like I need a planner. Because I need to change my light bulb, but also right. <laughs> I need to live in a world where people can help us and where that is part of being a good part of community. True. Very true. That humans can bring the warmth. Right. Okay. One thing I forgot to ask you a second ago, for all the tour stops that are coming, where this is the kind of stuff where we're going to get to sit and talk about what it really looks like when less becomes more. I think any yeah. anybody's invited, but particularly women, right? It's kind of a, right. a girl party. But yeah. dude, you're welcome. If i are there, welcome. they're there. They're welcome. That's yeah. just how it goes. Um, Absolutely. But when people show, how do they get tickets to come? Because it's not, it doesn't cost money to get a ticket, right? But we have limited seating everywhere.
1: Yeah. So the Barnes and Noble, there is a ticket to buy. And it, I think it includes the cost of
0: the oh, book. Oh, that's great. You get then- the book. Perfect.
1: Yep. That's just the Barnes & Noble stops. And then the stop in Pensacola is the same way. But Barnes & Noble is also giving you, with your ticket, a copy of my last book, too, called oh, A Simplified Life.
0: Excuse so us.
1: I know, right? How fun is that? So they're they're
0: throwing that in there. And then the Draper James events, those are free. Okay. Perfect. Oh, yep. that's totally the worth it, And I just want to tell people, you want to go ahead and get your ticket because if you wait and go like, oh yeah, that thing is tomorrow night at Barnes and Noble in Nashville, it will be sold out.
1: Yeah, totally. I I think... Uh, Yeah, I I hope there are tickets still available when this thing (laughs) airs. I know, I know,
0: I know. I wouldn't put money on it, but just in case, just in case. Just in case, yep. Um, And in the future, we just need to dream up a tour where you and I just go do this conversation in 50 cities. I'm so here for that. How fun would that be?
1: Let's get a tour bus. Let's do it. Listen, have you done a tour bus yet? I've not done, no. I'm I'm doing like nine stops in seven days. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of um a lot of airplanes
0: that week. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, well whenever let me just tell you I am in love with bus touring. So oh, How fun. Yeah, it is so fun cuz you're with your friends, you don't get up early for flights because your bus oh, took you there overnight. I love it. It's yeah, it's great. You're in your pajamas, there's snacks there's tv we can paint me
1: outside of it the annie and emily show oh we
0: will wrap that bus so hard the world won't even it. be ready fast wrapped with our faces that is that's like awesome. everybody all my friends are laughing they're listening because i have a very tiny bus in my office that my booking agent wrapped for me a couple of years Uh-oh. ago that has my face on it because it's like my dream is to that have is a wrapped fantastic. bus how fun oh. would that be to be like look there goes my friend annie that is her face that's her she's in there <laughs> that's my hope that's my hope um it's like, can you me? That's, that's right exactly right. Um, (laughs) Hey, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about?
1: No, other than I want to sit here for like six hours and talk about the Enneagram because I'm fascinated with it. And I did love not know that series. What are you? Guess I want you to guess. I mean, I would
0: think a two, but that's so like, it is. I'm a two, but everyone says I'm not a two. I'm a two.
1: I've taken it twice. First time said I was a two wing three, which Uh I get. And then the second time said I was a two wing one, which I also get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a bird
0: needs both wings to fly. So they both exist in you.
1: Okay. See, uh, that makes sense. Brian's a three wing four.
0: Okay. Oh, a two and a three. See, that's why y'all work so well. Yeah. Yeah. Or we butt heads. with For sure you do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So how have you seen the Enneagram be helpful in y'all's family? Oh,
1: you know, when I first discovered it and started learning about it, I was fascinated and I kept trying to get Brian to take the test. And he was like, I'm good. <laughs> and then he finally took it and he was like, this is me. Like, this totally describes me. And then we started reading about um, each other's weaknesses. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, that's totally you. And he kept saying, oh, here we go. This is totally you. So uh-huh. um, I-, I think marriage-wise, it's been cool because it it's helped us understand why the other thinks the way they do and, you know, how, why I get my feelings hurt for certain reasons and why he gets frustrated with me for certain reasons. Sure. And so I don't know. I, I think it just, just kind of helped us capitalize a little bit more on our strengths and weaknesses. Mm,
0: man, that yeah. makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I, um, I, you know, me, I'm a fan of it too. So have, have, yeah. how have you seen it help you in your business and as like a personal person?
1: So my whole team took it and it's funny how many ones (laughs) are on our team and how many, you know, there was a lot of us that were twos and then uh, a couple that were like random eights and nines. Um, And so to me, it just kind of, it kind of helps me understand the dynamic of our Mm -hmm, team. We have it's mm -hmm. eight women and we all work remote. So we don't have that like, Oh my gosh, come sit down, have coffee you know, go, let's go to lunch kind of a thing. Yeah, they'll, um, like,
0: bump into each other meetings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, right. we we do everything via video and phone call and email and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's helped us understand each other a little bit more and how the quirks of our team play together and how we can make them play together even better. Yes. So,
0: yeah, I think it's awesome. I th- That's one I of I my big really things. Fun. Every job we hire for that we need, we ask for their Myers-Briggs, we ask for their Enneagram, and we ask yeah. for their – um strength finders and they're like spiritual gifts and just kind of go like, cause I'm like, let me tell you what I don't need doing this particular job is another seven you know, like trying to hire another seven (laughs) up in here. Yeah. Yeah. I need need some ones. I need some nines. (laughs) Jenna is a nine. My full-time chief anti officer is her title. She's a nine and it's such a gift.
1: That's so my creative director, uh, Whitney, she's a one Mm -hmm. and she's best kind of one. She is like so detail oriented. And so, I mean, just, she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah
0: great okay good you love Enneagram um I I forgot that about you that makes me very happy um okay so the last question we always ask because the show is called that sounds fun tell me what y'all do for fun oh my goodness we go to the beach we go to the water um we
1: uh get outside especially with how much we're all wired to technology and Mm -hmm. you know Phones and computers and all the things we could, we go get outside. Um, what else do we do? What do y'all do
0: outside? What are your things? Like, are y'all skateboarders? Are you bikers? Are you like just we lay by the beach? we love to
1: in the backyard. Yeah, mom can throw a mean football. Uh, we love to swim in the backyard. I mean, it's beautiful where we are, and yeah. so we just love to get out and about. Our kids are old enough now that we started traveling a little bit. Uh huh. Um, and that has been, that has been fun. We took our kids, uh, two years ago to Turks and Caicos. And then last year we took them to Atlanta and, uh,
0: my <laughs> very my similar places. Very similar. <laughs> Tyler,
1: my four-year-old Tyler for a year was like, we are going to Atlanta. I okay, mean, he thought <laughs> it the Caribbean, um, but it was fun. But there our, our kids are getting to an age now where it's more fun to get out and
0: about and, um, it's not as much work. So they're so yeah. fun to watch. They look like they're hitting, uh, according to the internet, they look (laughs) like they're hitting their stride of being like old enough that you aren't like changing diapers, but small enough. They're still saying hilarious stuff.
1: Hilarious stuff. Yeah. They're, they're so much fun. Okay. You know, the other thing I like to do for fun is I love to read fiction mystery books. (gasps) Really? I didn't know. What are you reading right now? Tell me some. I just, I love all the Leanne Moriarty books. I just finished Ruth Ware's new book. Um, Turn of the key. It was really good. You like that um, suspense?
0: Like you're about to I that?
1: love it. It's so far it's such a far cry from everything else I do in my life. <laughs>
0: it's yeah.
1: just fun. Right. I listen to a lot of them on Audible.
0: Yeah, that's I I'm really growing to really love audiobooks.
1: I am too. And I did not read my first two books. Um I Someone else don't did. know why. I just didn't. Yeah. And so this last one, I auditioned. I mean, I recorded the whole book yes. and sent it to them and said, please, oh, please let me come to Nashville and record yes, it. Yes, let me do it. Because I love, I love it so much when an author reads her own work. Yes, so.
0: I know. I have one of mine isn't read by me either. And yeah. people are always like, Wait, how was it not you? I'm like, I know it's so complicated, and it breaks my heart <laughs> right? too. It really, is. I hate it too. Yeah. If we could figure out a way to redo it, I would redo it right now. <laughs> totally, but, totally agree. So, yeah, it was fun. Oh, I love it. Well, listen, I'm so stoked that you're going to be here next week, and when this releases, I, I am too. And we get to see thank each you. other, I'm just so looking forward to it. And thank you for the work you do. I'm really going to give. I'm here. I'm committing to you that I'm getting a simplified planner this week, and I'm going to post love it. about it and give it a real go. I love it. I love it. Get it messy. Um, Thanks, friend. You're the best. Thank you. You guys, don't you love Emily? I know. Now you get it. Now you get why I loved her immediately. She's just the best. Can't wait to keep having her back as part of our family. So, hey, make sure you go ahead and pre-order when less becomes more, and that way it'll just show up at your house next week. But it is available everywhere right now. And there are some great pre-order things as well that make it really fun to go ahead and get the book today. So go ahead and find When Less Becomes More on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of your favorite local bookstores can order it for you. And you can go to Emily's website and find out more. Hey, make sure you're following her on social media as well. Tell her thanks for being on the show, how much you enjoyed it. I just think the world of her. And I'm glad you do too. So if you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F Downs, F as in... Flamingo Razors, because we love them here. We love anything that helps our life get more organized, and that's why we love them, and we love Emily. Annie F Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places, anywhere you need me, that's how you can find me. So I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. We'll see you back here on Thursday with our good buddy, Mr. Jefferson Bethke.